This is for the free thinkers, the curious beings that swim upstream, who see possibilities, not problems, that learn from the past, live by the present, and create the future. This is the I Love Ugly Audio Show. Welcome to the I Love Ugly Audio Show. My name is Valentin Nosic, creative director and your host. On this episode, I sit down with Marlon Gerbs, member of New Zealand's most beloved band, 660. Since the formation of a five-piece band back in 2011 until now, 660's cultivated an unprecedented following which has arguably crowned them as New Zealand's most successful brand. Hot off a Europe, Australian and New Zealand tour, I'm lucky enough to be able to catch up with Marlon and dive deep into a number of different topics. I discuss where he's at now after coming off an intense few months touring, an inside look behind the band's struggles, successes and future goals moving forward. We chat about health, morning routines, and other habits that keep him focused, creative, and inspired. Lastly, Marlon gives him his personal advice for any aspiring artist looking to make their stamp on the industry. This episode is for anyone looking to get an inside perspective of what it takes to be successful in any field. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did recording it. Enjoy. Just call you Marlon. Yeah. Yeah. So what's uh, where's that from? Is that your real name? Is it a nickname? Uh, it's my real name. Yeah. Uh, my my mum, she was a little bit obsessed with Marlon Brando. Yeah. Um, the Godfather. Yeah. Um, he uh, yeah. So I, that's where I got my name from, and um, yeah. Awesome. And what's your background like? Are you Maori? Are you any of that, or like yep. just Kiwi? Or my my mum's Maori. Yeah. Um, my dad's uh, Scottish. Yeah. Um, but that's I. It's a newfound. Um, Something I found recently. Yeah. Um, my bi- biological dad, who I didn't know. Yeah. Um, so you're half Scottish, half half Maori, basically. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you feel that that mix has kind of made you a lot more unique in any shape or form, or just you're just being you. I'm still yeah. learning about it, yeah. to be honest. You know, yeah. like uh, I'm closer to my parents now that they're getting older, yeah. and I I try and talk to them on a daily basis. And cool through that you know you start to learn stuff about yourself because little behaviors and stuff you pick up and yeah I, I grew up with my stepdad um and you know not being biological i i, I thought because i've got a science background i didn't think i would have many traits from him but yeah. i've realized recently like uh in the last year mostly that um there's a lot of things i did pick up from him yeah behavior wise yeah and it's the way he approaches the way he thinks and I'm like, I was, yeah, I was surprised by that. Yeah, which is also, you know, we all know that you're a product of your environment as well, right? Yeah. Whether it be good influences or bad influences, it just goes to show that, you know, bad habits, which you've so-called inherited from your your, your family or your father or mother or whatever, it can actually be broken if you, you know, disconnect yourself from that habit and start kind of immersing yourself with just people that you do admire or do have good habits. Yeah. I think, it's, yeah, it's probably like, um, yeah, would you say that's, that's something that's true or there yeah there's there's, yeah. there's just like the, i guess i, I kind of see it as conditioning stuff that you yeah. don't realize that's happening to you when you're growing up um just little stuff you know it could just be like diet what you eat and what mm. what, what your parents think about eating and the approach to eating and um you know then and, and and they you realize you have these attachments yeah you know, what i did as i started a journey of trying to yeah figure that all out and um and yeah, you realise you are conditioned in some shape or form, and I'm, I've been—I'm still right in the middle of it, trying to uh, just question all the conditioning stuff that's mm. happened in my life, and yeah. and 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 not be attached to any of it, yeah. and 
yeah, you've, I've found that there's something coming out of it that's quite yeah. freeing and quite, um, it's like the bird's eye view. You can, you yeah. can kind of like pull up and look over um, yeah. your life in an object, slightly objective way and, yeah. you know, and, 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 and not get pulled into certain perspectives and opinions or habits mm. that don't serve you. Mm. Yeah. For sure, bro, you struck me, you know, we had a 10 minute conversation before you, we sat down and did this. You struck me as like a deep thinker, very philosophical. Uh, you're not one to just let things happen. You want to kind of figure out the reason behind it or something along those lines, you yeah. know, you're not, yeah, a little bit, little bit different, you know, which is fantastic. How do you think, oh, firstly, like, why do you think you're wired that way? And how do you think that's attributed to your success? Um, so uh, I've, got a, I've got a background in engineering. So I, I did a full degree in engineering. I was, I've always been a fan of science. I was always, always good at it at high school. Pretty much just did all sciences in my last two years at high school. Yep. Went on to do engineering at uh, Canterbury University. Graduated and worked for three years. So I think a lot of, a lot of the way I think has, has been shaped by that experience. Mm -hmm. um, and if anyone who's done an engineering degree can, uh, knows about how, how intense it can be, how um, there's so much rigor, there's so much, uh, so much studying, like it's crazy. It's mm. like a massive pressure cooker. So yeah, a lot of my, um, a lot of my thinking has been shaped by that experience. And also I have a tendency just through that I found through my parents and stuff that I, I do overthink stuff a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, I used to think that was like a weakness of mine. Yeah. And I used to overthink into anxiousness, but uh, now I, I try to think of it as a superpower. Mm, and if yeah. I if I can control it yeah. and 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 um, focus just on the good parts of it, mm. and kind of push to the side the yeah. paranoia stuff, then it, it becomes uh, yeah a useful tool mm. for me to just. I kind of liken it to playing chess. <laughs> yeah. Because that was yeah. one of the first things I remember learning yeah. from my grandfather and. Um, you know, in that game, you're you are thinking about all the possibilities mm. before you make a move. Definitely. And you're going through all these different scenarios, and you're trying to figure out what's the best way to do this. And so that's where my I think my overthinking started. I, I used to think about stuff before I did it. Yeah. Making a lot of assumptions and sometimes bad ones. Now yeah. I'm I'm kind of a bit more reasonable and yeah. And the outcomes, and I can kind of go, okay, well that's probably the best best Definitely. path to take. So yeah, so that's basically the history of yeah, the yeah. way I think and yeah has has caused me to think in a particular way but um I've, I've got a good handle on it now that's good yeah. yeah and do you think um how do you think that's attributed to you know your success and just the rise of you, you know your band and hmm. how do you think that's attributed to that uh, it's helped in many ways yeah. it's it's actually and, and it's also blocked a few things as well yeah um what it's helped in is just obviously have a structure have a goal, have a um, plan. Mm -hmm. they, uh, you know, we are, we're big on that. Well, in the band, we're almost like uh, there's a lot of business thinking and yeah. and, and a lot of, uh, I guess, an engineering approach where you test and validate mm -hmm. and see which which way is the best way and um, and you we can simulate that too yeah. in, a, in some small way. So we don't when we do it in a big way, it's, we don't fall on our face. So yeah. we have that approach, but also the, the that way of thinking it can uh stiffen you up yeah uh creative creatively yeah um is that like that analysis paralysis yes or you're just like 
too many, too many options, too much thinking. Yep. Whereas sometimes you need to just dumb it down and just go off your gut with a bit of faith. Yeah, yeah. a little bit of faith and like, uh, I, we've, we've, over the years, um, been thankful to talk to a lot of um, like mental performance coaches and stuff. And the, the one thing I remember from them is you only need to be about 30% sure yep. to act. Wow. Um, um, yeah. And you'll find the rest as you yeah. as you move. Progress, yep. Um, but you can't you can't wait until you're ninety yep. percent yeah. uh, sure because you you might miss the opportunity. Yeah. And it's like you said, like yeah. paralysis analysis. Yeah. So. Totally, bro. I agree. And you often and you will see these people all the time. Like you know, you speak to them in a conversation. Their concepts, you know, you classify them as genius, yet they don't do anything. Mm. And you see someone with like a far more simple IQ. I felt I was like that, mm. far more simple IQ, yet I just had the courage to go and had the faith that I'll work it out as I, as I progress. Yeah. And I felt that that's what makes you become a better learner and you progress further in, um, yeah, in your craft or whatever you're trying to pursue. Exactly. Yeah, but just kind of like uh, stepping it back a bit, bro, we, um, we kind of touched on in our conversation off, off mic, but you know, you just came off came off a world tour, was it? World tour. Yeah, like a European. Yeah. Europe, Australia. And how, how how long was that? How much traveling was that? Like, yeah, time frame. That started um, started November. Yeah. Um, went all of November, a little bit into December. Um, had a little break, and then started January till yeah. till now. Till now. Last week. Yeah. Yeah. On wow. Saturday. Yeah. yeah, and then you um. So you packed out Western Springs, and for those that are outside of New Zealand that don't know what that is, it's probably one of the biggest music venues. Would it be like how yep. many how many people you had at that gig? Uh, there was fifty thousand. Oh yeah, so just it was just a little gig. Just a small one, yeah. <laughs> just a small one, and then you mentioned uh, you know you were constantly you know your sensory it was almost a sensory overload, just adrenaline. Yeah. Um, you know, being in the limelight, just probably everybody I could imagine wanted a piece piece of you, mm. which by the way, we're appreciative that, you know, you took up the time to do this, but it was pretty much, it's, it's fucking intense, right? Yeah. Just constant. It is. And then, um, and now you're just bullsh back to normality almost. Yeah, man. Just nothing. Nothing. As you said, just, you know, it's just being normal dude, just waking up, doing your meditation and stuff. And then you said, um, you said that you kind of you're almost like kind of battling with your mind, but if you get a bit of a blues, yeah, yeah. So what's uh yeah? Tell me about that, bro. So yeah, so um, you know, like in the past probably three years, I've been you know trying to mitigate uh, the the feeling when you when there's nothing to do in the band, especially after a tour when you like you said like a hyper hypersensory overload and from that constantly to just zero yeah. and, and just being at home with nothing to do really. Yeah. Um, and, and I've been trying to implement like a way to kind of like, yeah, stop that from being so severe by mm. doing like having a routine, having a daily routine, yeah. w w which I do on tour, I do it at home and I've tried to keep that a constant no matter what's going on in the band and yeah. physically I'm, I'm a bit, uh, I'm better, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, like I'm eating well and I've been sleeping well the whole time. Yeah, but um, the mental thing is just like the idea that mm. it's over. Yeah, and um, the idea that I won't see all my, all the crew and, and yeah. the the boys as and yeah. and that environment yeah. for a while. Um, like I, I'm, it's only Monday, Saturday was our last show. What's Tuesday? Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Yeah, Saturday Tuesday. was our <laughs> our last show. So uh, that's only the beginning of 
what I probably call like the decompression phase. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that that'll that'll start to develop yeah. as the weeks go on. But yeah, um, yeah, it's just a mental thing really. And um, I've got routines and stuff and stuff that, that I'll probably amplify now that yeah. that I'm not as busy and yeah. spend more time doing these things yeah. just to kind of get me into a good shape and yeah. me- mentally be okay and emotionally be okay and yeah. and then figure out something to do sure that, yeah. interesting and do you think that because i remember i um i spoke to i interviewed dan dan hangman dan hooker the ufc yeah. dude um a few months ago and he was talking about the like for what they do there's so much preparation and emphasis on the lead up to the fight mm. but after the fight where as you said all the bright lights are no longer it's like you're all on your own and yeah. I didn't really teach about that. No. And do you feel that that's something, like how do you, is like what you're experiencing, is that similar throughout the rest of the, the band as well? And is it similar in other musicians, like high, high profile musicians and bands? Like just the, that kind of, you know, almost like an adrenaline dump it afterwards. Is, yeah, no, it is, is really common. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's common with, uh, you probably could, uh, like speak of this is like when you when you have a big project yeah um which is what it is at all it's a big project big Absolutely. goal and you're, you're working really hard towards it. it gets harder and harder as you're as you get to the finish and then you complete the goal yeah and then you go what's next for sure it's like this uh yeah it's the same process it's except with the band it's like you've got all these lights and all these people throwing their energy at you yeah so it's a bit different to like so, so something like a business project where yep. it's just like or company when it where it's like a small team and you know they're a bit uh detached from yep. their customer yeah whereas our we're like you're we right in front them, of your customer right in front yeah. of them and we're interacting with them and yep. we're trying to we're, tr- we're trying to make them feel as happy and as elated and um have the best experience possible yep. Yep. so that uh, it is this energy shift um it's the way I see it, it's like you're giving your energy away, and you're trying to just focus on them and not you. Mm. you, you you're just a, you're just this, uh, you're like a vessel almost. The yeah. way I like to look at it. Yeah. Um, and you're just trying to channel this thing called six sixty. Well, and you're trying to push it out there. And yeah. To you, make them feel great. To make them feel great. Yeah. yeah. And as you, you kind of selfless in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure, man. And you do, when you're doing that for, uh, you're doing that a lot. Um, you know what people call the ego can kind of flex and it's like mm. what about me and it's just you have this massive swing huh. um every now and then yeah so it's about managing that as well yeah wow yeah interesting and do you reckon that's why so many musicians and high profile athletes or whatever um do just resort to drugs because it's easier just to mask that uh, and get over that th- there is that aspect of it but the, it's also just uh, it's, it's the environment you're in yeah it's, you've got people who uh it's, it's a music event. It's you're getting drunk. You're having. You're doing drugs. You're in that environment. Yeah. So it's just, it's just there. Yeah. It's just around you, and um, like I, I had a thought like, probably a year or two ago where I'm like, I don't want to be, cliche, mm. um, musician. I don't want to. Yeah. Like I've always been into like, uh, looking after myself and like, mm. just trying different stuff against yeah. the grain. Yeah. And um. And I, I felt I felt myself slipping into that kind of cliche, cliche environment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, dabbling with like partying a lot and um, just being in that vibe all the time. And I just like wonder what will happen if mm. I if I didn't do that. And, yeah. and and I went completely 
what no one would expect yeah. and and but what I am passionate about yeah. what if I just stuck to my guns and yeah. just like don't worry what people think for sure even though I'm in this environment where it's like all about that all yeah. about image all about ego all about you know partying drugs girls mm. you name it like everyone knows is familiar with it and so I've China just go on the side like I still yeah I still go in I'm not against it totally and man. I still dip in and I yeah. still because it's part of my job yeah and but I just approach it in a different way yeah and, um, I'm still you know still trying to figure it out yeah. still trying to like figure the best way to handle it but mm. I I like the idea of like if it exists in the world it's worth putting your mind to yeah um, it's just how much energy you put to it and yeah. how you how you kind of like go about it mm. yeah fascinating man um, and I can really resonate with what you're saying as well. Like when I was going, say 2016, 17, where we were just like peaking, you know, we were mm. like voted number two best menswear brand and this and that, inflated the ego. And then um, like the way I'd deal with it as well would just be like, you know, weed. And the thing is, it make you feel fantastic yeah. temporarily, but mm. once that wears off, it just didn't really resonate with the way my, I was wired, like yeah. I felt massive massive dips and depressed and kind of couldn't handle things so I just ended up indulging myself in, in my work bearing yeah. myself in my work which is another form of addiction right yeah which a lot of people it's almost socially accepted now that uh, addicted to work is okay a good thing yeah. yeah but it's actually you know you often hear about all these like big big wig entrepreneurs like you know um, 6 a.m. to 3 a.m. kind of work ethic which is mm. it's unhealthy yeah and um, and, and there's gonna be a side effect of that especially if you've got people relying on you kids a spouse a wife or whatever it's um it's not good no. yeah yeah that that, that whole thing uh, th there is a it's like smart work instead of hard hard work you know agree. it's uh, it's being as it's, it's priming yourself and and doing you know like a lot of people ascribe subscribe to rehab but I'm like yeah prehab like yeah what can I do to anticipate yeah uh, activity or yeah. um, certain pressure cookers that we get in um, tours how can I like what can I do before the tour starts mm. to get my body and my mind ready mm. rather than not thinking about it yeah. and then having to, getting smashed yeah and then having to like have this rehab period where you yeah. have to like go away like I'm, I'm trying to I'm all about I'm all about having as much energy in a day, yep. being consistent, mm -hmm. energy, no, no dips, and being, um, you know, there's these two sides we've, we've been alluding to, these this like structure side, mm -hmm. logic and reason, and I, I'm like, you know, my, my a lot of my life was start, started in that, yep. you know, engineering, it's like your structure, but there's this other side, which is like the creativity, the, the no rules, the no structure mm. side, um, which I've been, which I probably was uh, like an antidote to my my upbringing being so structured mm -hmm. that I was seeking stuff on on the other side where where, where there was no structure and mm. something a bit more in the present when you're just like you're not thinking about it and music gives me that mm. and music is that's why I've always been attracted to it because I've yeah. always had that side and I just didn't know how to tap into it and music was a way you know yeah. when I'm doing music and I'm creating music and I'm listening to music I'm not thinking about what I need to do in the next hour or tomorrow mm. or the washing or like, yeah, yeah. you know things I need to do I just get lost in it and I've been seeking those things as a more of a balance mm. thing to get a balance yeah um, and and now I try and maintain both sides and yeah. try and 
amplify them and sure. get, or d get deeper in, in both sides. Yeah. And I really, I really do believe, just as I'm in it now, that the balance is so key. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. And being aware where you are yeah. on that spectrum. Yeah. Which is like you were saying, um, you know, you just pile work on yourself. Yeah. You can do that, but if you've got awareness of how you're feeling and how your yeah. body is, yeah. And you can, you can kind of like, okay, I need to just step back for like a little bit. Mm. Um, and do some stuff to kind of like For sure. make my body not as shitty feeling yeah. or I'm getting a headache yeah. or whatever it is, being yeah. aware. You can still apply yourself mm. with hard work and a lot of hours. Definitely, man. Um, and that, I guess, is where the smart working comes yeah, from. Yeah, absolutely. I agree, bro. Life's a, life's a marathon, right? It's yeah. A, and it's a journey. It's not just like... Because if you, yeah, if you just go a million miles an hour all the time, you're just burning. Yeah, you might get a lot done, but you're just going to burn and crash. And yeah. recovery, you might, the recovery might be like triple the amount of time. Yeah. Rather than just going slowly, slower and steadier. Yeah. Um, and not having to do recovery. Yeah, like you, exactly. It's just, as you, you're doing little bits. Yeah, you're building you're it going. into your process. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Hey, bro, what's a, what's a side of like, um, a side of like a dream job because people will probably look at yourself look at me and be like fuck that, that guy's got the dream job job i, yeah. I want to be that guy what's a side that people don't know about of, of what you do um well and what people need to be aware about just like i think i think people take for granted the, um the night the nine to five job they have even though some people might not like the job they're into but they're <clears throat> having something that you can that you're that you can wake up to and you, you know you need to go to the office or you need to go to a job I like I I missed that because I, I did that for three years while the band was kind of like um on the up and up yeah and so I was used to that structure and having a nine-to-five job and um it d does give you purpose and mm. when you lose that you lose all that structure mm. you and it's like even though it's like small purpose you it, it actually um yeah, you find yourself really complacent and you don't know what to do with your time mm. and um you know a lot of people that's a, the drug thing comes along because it's just something fun to do yeah for sure whereas Switch i had it up. yeah where <laughs> i was never I've, I've never been like massive fan of that I've, I've actually seen seen it as a tool recently but we can come to that but yeah um it's uh yeah it's people take for granted having having structure and um that's one of the biggest things when you start, you know, working for yourself or um, start doing something like in the music industry. Everything's up to you. Your own, you're, you're your own boss. Yeah. Um, and some of the easiest times for us is us being on tour. Yeah. Because your structure, we have a tour manager, we have a place to be, we yeah. have the times to be everywhere. Yeah. And we just, it's just so much fun. The whole, mm. the whole band, the whole five guys were the happiest when we're on tour. Because wow. yeah. it's, you know, like I said, like a lot of structure, purpose. Yeah. Um, and when that's gone, it's it's like you're up, you're yeah, on, man. you're up to your. Own. So that's the tough part. That's the tough part. Yeah. yeah. So basically, getting from almost the bit between the tours is the real hard work. Yeah, and people don't yakka. see that, and yeah. um, people don't see that what what happens when we're not doing stuff. Mm. And um, fortunately, six sixty has got to a point where. Um, We've kind of made it a thing. Mm -hmm. We've made it a conscious decision to um, continually have things to work work towards. You know, there's probably like three or four phases in a in a band. Or a, a, being a musician, you have you create the music. That's yep. one phase. Mm -hmm. Then once you've created it, you um, release the music. Mm -hmm. 
that's one whole big phase where it's like a lot of marketing, a lot of photos, a lot of interviews, and then you do you tour it. Yeah. You tour that album, you tour those that music, and that's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's like in between the tour and creating the next yeah. album, and it's yeah. like living life and that part's living life, and it's you. No one's you're the only guy who can, mm. you, you're the only one has control of that period. Yeah. Um, and like I, I kind of see it as like I need to live life so I can mm. write songs about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, but I then you to, still gotta. So when you're living this life part, are you even thinking about music, or are you just basically trying to absorb experiences and just I, life? I'm always thinking about music. Yeah. Um, Does that frustrate you as well? No, because I've uh, I, I just change what that means. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so when I'm making music, I'm I'm listening to a lot of music and just getting ideas and, and I'm creating a lot of music. But when I'm in that kind of downtime, I like watching documentaries. Yeah. So easy stuff. Yeah. Still music, but it's just a whole different way to do it. Like, totally. And I'll play the guitar and, pl- and play songs I love yeah. rather than trying to make something. Yeah. So it just, just takes the pressure off for me. Yeah, of course. And, and so I'm still putting my mind to music, but in a, in a way that I'm real comfortable. Yeah. Like I like watching uh, biopics or um, I like I like just watching interesting stuff, interviews, like podcasts with yeah. musicians. Yeah. Um, there's an awesome podcast called Soda Jerker, which is just about songwriters. Okay. And I've had Paul McCartney on there, who's one of my idols. Yeah. Um, and he talks about his process. Interesting. And it's so fascinating. I bet, man. One of the most fascinating. He's just such a... Yeah, he's the. I want to be him. Yeah, like him and a little bit of John Lennon kind of yeah, like yeah, mixed yeah. in there. Yeah, but that's he's, super combo. Yeah, <laughs> the way that, the way he approaches his life and music is uh, so inspiring. Yeah, what, what what was the kind of key takeout of what he did? What you found most fascinating? That the, the idea that he he always thinks about music, but he changes the way he kind of views it. He does it. Oh, yeah, you know, it's not always writing music. Oh, I need to write music. It's like yeah. if I don't need to write music, I'll do something else in the music world. Maybe I learn right. about the business side of things. Yeah. It's always in the music industry, but he's just his mind's out of all time. But he's in such a place now where he's, ideas are coming to him all the time. Yeah, wow. Like melodies and stuff. And he's, he's, he just uses the voice memo. Yeah. He's like, shows one on the, on the podcast. Yeah, wow. Really cool. Well, just kind of like humming it into the voice memo. Yeah. He wow. said if he, if, he, if he hums it and then goes to bed and wakes up the next morning humming it, yeah, that's worth recording. Damn, that's and he, fascinating. And yeah, and he had this awesome story, which I was like so inspired by. He said he was like one day he was sitting in his lounge, and um, the, he's got instruments everywhere, mm. and there was a guitar like kind of in the back of the room. Yeah, and he was like, um, he's oh, that's the guitar. One of my first guitars. I wrote like a lot of songs on that one, but I haven't actually. He was thinking to himself at the time. Yeah. He's like, oh, I haven't actually played that guitar. In, Years, yeah. and then he, he had the idea that it was a person, yeah. a friend that he'd been neglecting, huh. and has been in the room the whole, been in the room with the whole time, but just not paying any attention to him. Wow. And he felt this dread and this feeling come over. Oh man, that was a person that would be so stink. <laughs> I've been, I've been such a dickhead. Yeah. So he actually wrote a song about it. Yeah. Uh, Is that uh, my guitar gently weeps or? Nah, it? it's like it offers one of his new oh, albums, okay. wow. the solo records. Yeah. Damn, I yeah. want to check it out now. And um, so he wrote a song about that. Yeah. Like, the feeling when you when someone's been in the room and you've been neglecting yeah. them for 20 years <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought Amazing. like, he, and he thinks like that all the time. He's yeah. always like looking for ideas. And he he said he's never been in a rut because he, 
like that idea of just applying his mind and music in just all shapes or forms, business yeah. side, creative side, you name it. It's, yeah. He's always just like poking on the edges. Wow, how old is that cat now? <sighs> like 75 or something. Damn, like, it's, it's an incredible way. They almost like set the benchmark now of what's possible at any age. Exactly. You know, and you're seeing all these incredible people that this world we live in today are now like 70s, 80s, 90s. They look incredible. Yeah. Their creative outlet's still incredible. Yeah. And it's only, um, I think it's only going to get better. Yeah. You know? And they have this like, this conf well, not confidence, competence, where they have that like, a mixture of, the way I see co competence is that it's confidence and experience. Yeah. Moulded yeah, into one, yeah, you know? For sure. Um, and he has that and he's so competent that he can, that he knows what a good melody is. Mm. And he knows if, he, if a song's worth pursuing because yeah. he's been through it a million yeah, times. Yeah, man. Yeah. And he's confident enough to yeah. to see it out, you know? Definitely. So it's like a yeah. really admiring and, um, yeah, 75, bro. Yeah, it's incredible, crazy. man. Bro, going back to before, you're talking about just the, the story he was telling about that guitar. Mm. You know, just the art of storytelling behind the behind the song, so mm. the actual meaning and why you guys did it. Yeah. Do you find that helps give, because I always find it fascinating, like now I want to check out his song and stuff. Mm. And I know that when we release a collection, when there's a story and a reason behind it, people buy into that. Yeah. Would that be the same said for music as well? Oh, for sure, man. Yeah. I think I think music is one of the one of the oldest uh, storytelling uh, mediums that, that we've that humans have had. You know, yeah. I've I've read a couple of books on where music comes from, from yeah. a human evolutionary aspect, and mm -hmm. um, it, it, it seems as though that uh, one one theory is that it was a way to pass on um, lessons and hmm. and and um, knowledge about the land and knowledge hmm. about how to get around the land was wow. through song. Interesting. Because and if you made it hooky, yeah, it made it more memorable yeah. and then more powerful. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And, and so the, the the idea of a hook came, and um, you know that's all all my all success job is is finding a song that can that. hook you in. But also, yeah. you know, we're old enough now to be like. Oh, We've done surface stuff where it's mm. just, you know, dance with me, kiss me kind of yeah. thing, type of lyrics. But now it's more like, you know, we're living these lives. I'm living this life where I'm trying to like figure out how mm. to perform the best and be a loving person and all that stuff. So I'm trying to, without being too preachy, it's trying to put mm. it in the music. But yeah. I found that even just being in that in that mode when you're writing a song it comes mm. through and people of course, man. even if the lyrics are not yeah, about it, definitely. you know, as a product, when you're making a product with that mindset people feel it yeah absolutely man and it's the, yeah. one of the weirdest, weirdest things in, in definitely music. even in the even suit. absolutely bro yeah. even when you are uh, even put aside that's why you can listen to music that's in a different language yeah and it can still resonate and it can stir emotions within you even though you don't know what the hell they're talking about exactly and it's like yeah. the the feeling it's a feeling right yeah that's what it is comes down to and um when you had when you are trying to consciously have that feeling while you're writing or doing mm. your art yeah it does come through and it's yeah when you see it it's like wow it didn't even talk about it but yeah. people can feel it it's yeah so, yeah that's the most rewarding part of definitely of, of being a creative I, think. I was um i was looking at some stuff i was doing for isle of ugly like four years ago when i was in a real dark place mm. and then i can see it 
I could I could see it through the work and stuff. And yeah. now I'm a I'm a different man and things like that. And now I can I can see that as well. Even my mum, she's uh you know in just mums being mums, yeah. very in tune with her emotions, especially with their kids as well. Yeah. And she even told me mentioned to me the other day. She's like, yeah, I just when I um, engage with a brand or whatever, I just sense that it's just a bit more full of love and yeah. you know, a bit more positive and stuff, which is pretty fascinating that's that's more from a visual sense but yeah obviously with music it's um yeah very similar it's just more auditory yeah man yeah. Well, i've I, you know i've been loving your guys you know the, the way you've been so open about your stuff on social media and yeah. your open letters and even just your the things you put out about um certain ways to think and mm. um and 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 you know all the philosophy almost philosophy mm. you're putting out there is, is, is awesome man and yeah appreciate it res man. i resonate with it yeah appreciate it i think yeah. i think that's why we're here yeah definitely well, even annoying. just listen to a few of your interviews and then uh dev and stuff telling me about you it's like oh interesting now i want to explore even your music deeper as well so cool. you know it's crazy how it all kind of reciprocates there eh? yeah well i mean yeah. i think we started around the same time yeah like yeah 2000 we started like properly to 2009 yeah yeah um yeah very similar yeah so yeah, i've had a few battles eh? was there yeah. any points because obviously we've had to fair share of battles and wear and tear is there any moments where you guys are like fuck i don't want to continue and my next question is how did you kind of break through that 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 urge of wanting to quit how did you break through it so uh yeah it happened um it's happened a few times uh one time i remember that i guess uh, affected me the most and turned my life around a little mm. bit was uh, we signed to Capitol Records, yep. um, probably 2015. Mm -hmm. uh, moved to LA and um, just basically got shelved, yep. meaning um, meaning that they just don't do anything and they mm -hmm. wait for you to do all the work hmm. um, and yeah, pretty much don't communicate with you at all. So you sure. basically just put you on pause unless you like. So what's their purpose? Uh, well, because because I got the focused on other major acts yeah anyone who's like down the roster yeah they kind of just kind of keep there and hopefully they oh do their own thing do their and get own to thing a and point. then they'll oh, come I in see. and go okay we'll, we'll pop you up but yep. they don't actually okay. develop you true um so we we've, we we experienced that and we were living in la and the months were going by and nothing yeah. was happening and it, we started to feel a particular way and um that in 2015 that's kind of when podcasts for me started kind of getting quite big and yeah I, I just remembered just I was like I needed something to do this is yeah. before I had any routines or anything huh. I thought I just need something to do because I'm gonna go batshit crazy you know? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so I, uh, I I stumbled across podcasts and the first podcast I started listening to heavily was the Tim Ferriss oh, show yeah, yeah it's great and that's that really because you know the I think just seeing the blurb about what that podcast was about it's like dissecting the most successful successful people in the world and mm. breaking down their routines and what they all kind of do yeah man to be successful yeah. in ways that you can apply straight away absolutely you know? right. yeah and so the one of the first things i got you know during that period you know dude it was six months of nothing and so wow. I, was, I started ramping up my podcast and i got into this routine there's this <laughs> little park down the road from where, where our apartment was in la yeah. and um it was just like this like circle track which yeah. it took about I don't know, eight minutes to get go around. Yeah, I'd just yeah. do laps for like <laughs> an hour and a half, two hours, yeah. just walking around this thing, yeah. um, listening to Tim Ferriss. And one thing he got me on really quickly was the the morning routine, mm. doing a morning routine. Yeah, man. And um, likewise. Yeah, and 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 just kind of, I I took a lot of what 
examples he was doing and I try to apply them and I eventually come up with my own one that kind of suited my suited me and personally and suited what I'm doing and yeah and music so for for example with music I I try to like just touch my instrument yeah at least just either just play it yeah or what usually happens when I start playing it I usually just go just go deep yeah, yeah. and so yeah. I make it a little bit conscious effort to yeah. to do a bunch of things that I know serve me and uh, I kind of lumped it now I kind of as I think about it these four kind of things I do um, it's like four pillars I guess I, mm -hmm. I try to uh, attack each day yeah um, it's like sleep is for me it's most important mm -hmm. yeah uh, sleep's the, the, the big how, reset how many button. hours you sleep I probably do seven to seven and a half yeah and what time do you go to bed and what time do you wake up I try my hardest to go to bed when the sun goes down yeah and wake up when the sun's coming up sure so, so what time's that like so at the moment it's eight, like 8 30 9 so you're going to bed around then wow about probably 9 30 so i hit this hit amazing the pillow and then yeah. I'm, I'm up at about 6 37 when the sun's coming amazing up. Yeah. and bro for me anyway like that's has, has really kicked my sleep yeah real deep because yeah, it's like man. i think it's such a natural thing that that humans it's, it's probably in our sure. evolutionary history so much before yeah, artificial lighting yeah. that we, we just went to we followed the sun basically absolutely I know Rick Rubin did sorry to interrupt Rick Rubin did something similar and had massive positive results as well yeah, yeah sorry bro yeah, yeah. and so um, actually I think, I think I think is that when he interviews uh, people at his Malibu mansion yeah I think someone interviewed him in the sauna it might have been uh, Tim, Tim Ferriss yeah I've yeah. listened to that one yeah and they did the sauna and the cold immersion going back and forth yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I really want that in my house yeah eh? me too it's man. one of my goals me too. sorry bro sorry yeah so, and so yeah so uh, I, start, I started doing that and, and then also recently like last couple of months I've been not putting an alarm on yeah um, and that's helped heaps too oh wow it was so jarring when I used to have the alarm on no matter how soft it was yeah it, it just it just shocked me too much yeah man so now i kind of just like i can i look at my there's this place in my house where i yeah where i, I can't this is a picture on the wall yeah and when i go to sleep i can't see it and yeah. i know that when i can just see it yeah it's time to get up, time to wake up. yeah so yeah. sometimes i'll wake up and i'm like oh it's dark yeah. it's, like, it's <laughs> not time so i go back to sleep yeah. and then i get up funny um and yeah that's uh Sleep was as as for me the most important. Second would be uh, just the mind, yeah, <laughs> and um, doing things for the mind. Like I do, there's fasting. There's because um, you do intermittent fasting every day, right? Yep. Yeah. I amazing. Do, I still do that. Yeah. I've ramped it up a bit recently. Yeah. Nice. So there's stuff like that. Anything for the mind. I do uh, these mushroom extracts, lion's mane, oh, yeah, yeah. shiitake. Lion mane's lion's mane's great, eh? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of like it turned me on too much yeah yeah, yeah I've, I probably needed it with butter or something yeah something yeah. to kind of dampen it though yeah, yeah for sure um when i do yeah and coffee which i yeah i started kind of recently yeah yeah <laughs> like, yeah do you do bulletproof it or just um, black depending if i've had carbs the day before oh okay because yep. i want to actually get into ketosis yeah for and sure and you know for carbs to get out of your system it takes yeah. a while it takes sure for me it takes like a good day 24 hours of fasting yeah, yeah. And so then when i do take a bulletproof coffee it's actually i'm actually going into ketosis yeah, yeah. rather than nothing yeah, yeah. so um when i when i can i do but mainly i just do black coffee with um those a bit of lion's mane and a oh, yeah, yeah. bit of other stuff and yeah, i'm gonna do this man yeah, yeah, yeah and it's um so that's for the mind and then movement probably be the third one yeah just moving the body in any way i do a lot of stretching yeah um, and that was out of necessity because I, I got injured and I want to prevent injury. Yeah. And 
you don't hear people working out their joints mm. and that's the one thing that gets injured all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's all about the muscles yeah, these days. Definitely. Well, for guys, it's about building muscle. Women are a lot more in tune with it though, right? Yeah. Out, stretching out. Yep. Men, it's a bit of a recent thing. Yeah. Can't, like, it's not very common. Not yeah. common at all. And I, like, like I said, it was like going against the grain thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, everyone's focusing on getting big muscles. But ever, like I, I sprained my ankle yeah. when I was in uh, LA in that time, that bad time. Walking around the park? Walking around. Oh, I was actually <laughs> running around the park with playing touch <laughs> yeah. and there was a pothole. Yeah. And I like, smashed my ankle and I was just so frustrated just not being able to move and oh, not being bro, able to function. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I was like, I don't want this to ever happen again. So yeah. I got into stretching through the Tim Ferriss um, podcast. Mm -hmm. There's this guy, he put me on, who's, um, he's a gymnastics uh, coach, okay. Coach Summers, yeah, yeah. Uh, But he he's, he went from training Olympians yeah. and gymnastics to creating their strength, what they do, strength mm -hmm. and conditioning mm -hmm. to get ready for like to, to be a gymnast. Yeah. So it's a lot of stretching, a lot of like intense stretching. Yeah, wow. And it's like uh, so I do that weekly. And oh, so do you do? Oh, so you do the stretching weekly, not daily. You just uh, do the movement daily and then the deep stretching. Weekly. Yeah, I've got a yeah. weekly, so I've got a daily routine and I've got a weekly routine. Wow. Um, yeah. Daily routines like this, like quick um, 10 minute stretch that I do every morning. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just a, a, like overall body kind of stretch thing mm. um, from that course. And then these like these three intense stretch sessions that I kind of, depending on what I got in the week, I kind of place in the week. Yeah. And yeah. depending on what my weekly routine is, I, I just, mold it and then yeah and i try and do some um strength training yeah like heavy weight stuff um and it, i usually do that to warm up so mm -hmm. i can stretch <laughs> yeah, yeah it's wow. all about stretching for me so yeah. i try whatever i can do to warm up sometimes i just go for a walk which is actually really nice yeah walking probably one of my favorite oh, things to do yeah me too man yeah yeah i love walking yeah, yeah. and so that was well, so that's that's three movement and then the fourth one would be uh fourth pillar would be uh um what what I consume, mm -hmm. so whether that be um, my diet, so yep. the food I'm uh, putting into my body, the water and stuff, but also information. Yeah. So what I'm putting into my mm. brain, For who sure, I'm hanging man. out with, yeah. uh, what I'm learning, yeah. what I'm watching. Yeah. Um, so I kind of see it as like what I'm consuming mm. into my senses yeah. and into my body. So those four things: sleep, um, the mind movement and yeah. what I consume wow yeah I try and I'm conscious of that every day yeah and I try to like some some good things for those four yeah. things yeah and out of that comes uh productivity energy love yeah because you, you know yourself and you're confident and you empathize with people yeah because the things you do especially for the mind like like we're kind of touching on before you know i've been to amsterdam yeah and <laughs> I've, yeah, uh, like, yeah. <laughs> you know I've, I've done the research and um I've, I've, I've tried to do it properly with mushrooms and yeah. um and like actual the psychedelic mushrooms psychedelic yep. mushrooms yep. yeah they call them truffles over there yeah um and i did a lot of research there was, there's a lot of books you can get mm. to, to do it properly and mm. f for a performance yeah. aspect and yeah to just to enhance my energy and my mind and stuff like that. Definitely, like so micro dosing. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. A, it was. I did a couple. I did. Um, I, I did a micro dose. I did what they call the um, the hero's dose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which was fucking scary. <laughs> um, Opening doors that you can't 
shut. Can't yeah. shut, man. That, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Like yeah. I just had no control yeah. whatsoever. Um, and yeah, from those, I I gained insight into still still kind of figuring out what I've learned from those mm. things. But that and and then yeah, just just looking at substances overall as tools rather than uh, like a something to uh, escape with. Yeah. Definitely. And it's a slippery, yeah. it's a fine line. You have to be very mature, I think, to yeah. be able to do that. And you need to, you need to know what, you're, what they do. You need, to, yes. you need to know what your goal is. Yeah. You need to be aware what you're doing. Like even for coffee, yeah. it's, for me, it's a, it, it's, it stimulates me like crazy. It does. And yeah. because I'm new to it as well. And it's a powerful drug. It's so powerful. Yeah. So I've actually moved to doing it every second day. Yeah. So you caught me on my... Coffee day. Oh yeah, I didn't yeah. do coffee yesterday. Yeah, you seem pretty mellow though for having a being caught on the coffee day. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think because we, we did the, the end of tour wrap up last night, I was oh, yeah, yeah, a yeah. tired as well. But. Yeah. Um, yeah. So four pillars. Mm. Um, I think it's like I think it's amazing, man, and I reckon uh, a lot more people because obviously, pe okay, people are probably thinking, oh fuck, all good for all good for Marlon, like mm. he's you know, got this baller, uh, musician lifestyle and mm. heaps of free time. Yeah. But probably what they didn't realize is you, you know, especially on tour where you still maintain these habits, yeah. your time was probably like pretty scarce, yet you still maintain the habit. And obviously probably in a, in a more simpler form, in a quicker form. Quicker form, But yeah. do you think that with your advice, like do you think everybody should develop, do you reckon it's important that everybody develop some form of morning, like, Obviously, people do have a morning routine. Mm. Some of it's like an alarm, arr, arr, get up, have some coffee, some yeah. toast, and run out the door, which is a shit routine. Yeah. But do you think everybody should develop like a pretty good, sound, holistical, all four corners information, um, body movement, say diet, meditation type stuff? Do you reckon everybody should develop a form of that? I highly recommend it, bro. Yeah. Like, I, like, I was working for three years and I did have some routine then. Yeah. That was, it's all about doing stuff that serves you, that serves your who you are and, mm -hmm. and, and, and your passion in some small way. And, and people won't probably think, like, my, my routine is when I'm not doing anything, mm. it's probably two hours long, yeah. maybe three hours. I really give it time. Yeah. When I'm on tour, it's like half an hour, yeah. if that. Yeah. But I still do a little bit of everything. For sure. And, but it's, it's just, and then I've, I've found over the years, doing it that those little things you do in that the, in the morning routine mm. start to add up yeah like in a crazy way yeah. in ways that you don't even, yeah. yeah and and in subtle ways too yeah. and you don't you know oh, oh i feel more i feel but more control of my life but also free at the same yeah, time you know totally, that, bro. that yin yang thing yeah, we're talking about sure, right? where it's like you kind of got to you kind of got to be a logical and like be be conscious of putting structure in your life but also there's this other side of just being free mm. um, and for me meditation does that uh, actually just writing music mm. does that these certain things where I can just drop in and yeah and just be completely uh, oblivious to what's going yeah. on in the world yeah and that's the, the balance but yeah I do recommend people at least give it a go man mm. like uh, and how long for like because obviously feel you're probably used to it now because you're yeah. very in tune, but yep. there probably would have been a period where you're frustrated. Fuck, this isn't working. Dude, for ages, yeah. for a good year, yeah. I was just like, it's not even working. Like, yeah, yeah. Too much expectation. Yeah, and I'm like, know? oh, I've got to get up and do this thing. Yeah. i get up an hour early and <laughs> yeah. get it in, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but surely, like, time told me it's like it started kind of working and started yeah. feeling good and i started missing it when i didn't do it yeah you don't yeah and i started taking it for granted almost and 
yeah, you st- it took me a year, man. It's mm. like, it took a long time. And, and and what took the longest was finding my own one. Mm. I was trying other people's ones. Yeah, which there's nothing wrong with that, Nothing right? wrong with it, yeah. because you find little bits and pieces of mm-hmm. each thing that you can apply to yourself. So yeah. I kind of like got little bits and pieces and made my own thing. Yeah. And that, that took the longest. Yeah. Um, so I was trying stuff that I just didn't like. And yeah. I, I, so some stuff I tried for ages and it didn't even, didn't do any of it. Yeah, like, yeah. I've, I've pretty much discarded all of it. And then Definitely. Some things I've taken a little bit, some things I've taken heaps. Yeah. And now, and I'm still adding and taking away. Yeah, tweaking. And, yeah. and because my life changes and you mm. grow and, you know, I haven't had kids yet, so it's yeah. going to change again. And, you know, it's constantly changing. Mm. And you, and being, accepting that mm. is a big thing. Like, yeah. if you just go, I'm trying to find a thing that I'll just stick with for the rest of my life. Mm. I, don't, I don't think that ever will happen. Yeah, and I you agree. Shouldn't, you shouldn't Definitely. aim for that. And everyone, everyone does have time, you know, half an hour, people may think, oh, I don't have half an hour, go to bed earlier, wake up exactly. earlier. But even Tony Robbins talks about, if you don't have 10 minutes, you don't have a life. Exactly. And I think everybody has at least 10 minutes. Dude, um, I was, to, I was that, like that, just what you were just saying was like, if you don't have half an hour, go to bed earlier. Yeah. That was a massive revelation I had because mm. I could go to bed whenever I want. I had yeah. nothing to answer to. Yeah. And, but I found out really quickly that not for me anyway in my life not much happens after dinner yeah like there's a lot of tv programs that yeah. I, I used to be excited to watch mm. but i'm like i, don't, I can easily not have them yeah. go to bed earlier and wake up earlier so, so you don't really watch much tv or anything nah I'm, just docos just what yeah what i want yeah what i'm interested in yeah um, for sure docos and 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 some some series like art and yeah. storytelling is important yeah i um, agree so i find try and find really cool story yeah storytelling well, it's, just, it's just like everything right if you binge in it something that's kind of mindless it's not good but you know if you do what you're doing like docos or here and there almost using it as a tool yeah and you know that it's actually going to enhance your mind and your thinking yeah it's a great thing and yeah. also i found which is kind of weird it's like this this idea of like uh if it exists it's worth putting your mind to yeah but you I just like got to find a um perspective or find a a way for it to resonate with the way you think. Mm. And for example, the girlfriend got me watching um, Married at First Sight. Oh yeah. Which was like, <laughs> what I initially thought was trash, but yeah. um, I try to, to supply, I try to be like, what would a wise person, how would they look at this <laughs> yeah, thing? Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, and I started like, it was very interesting looking at it that way. Yeah, like, wow. Just looking at how people deal with certain issues and seeing what humans are capable of yeah. doing and just seeing what that, world is about yeah and definitely seeing, seeing how it like it, it kind of like stimulates you and like yeah. gets you addicted and like yeah. like oh whoa yeah okay, really in into this. yeah <laughs> like, what the hell? maybe i can apply this formula to my songs or y- yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah like yeah what you just said then what is something that um we strive to do is like mm. yeah we can be musicians and be those wanky musicians and just do self selfish yeah. songs or we can figure out a way to do songs that are a mixture of everything mm. but the overall goal is to do this until we're 90. yeah so what what does and 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 make a living from it yeah. so there's five of us that's we split everything by five yeah like these and we have to live our lives and support yeah. our families yeah so we need to pay attention to if a song's going to be successful or not mm. but we also need it to be uh good for the soul and good for your emotion and and be uh, creatively uh, um, inspiring and and satisfying, yeah. and so there's this interplay between those two things. And we always say, I always say, leave no st- 
stone unturned, yeah, meaning like if, if it's hype, yeah. it's worth figuring out what, if it's like TikTok's taken off, yeah. there's something we can do. Like For sure, we man. need to add You've all these it. things and it's yeah. just the way you do it. Yeah. It's, it's, that's the art of it. It's like yeah. the way you apply it. So it's still you, yeah. but it's still enough. So people like are drawn to it. Yeah. Um, but what I found what, what kind of now probably will change with is that if we, if, if we start from a place of love and place of like not thinking about anything and just creating and sparking the idea from mm. no preconceived ideas, just enough so that we've got something to work with mm. and then we can start piling on that. Yeah. What stuff to make it good for the ego, stuff to make it make money and like yeah. you could put that on after. Yeah. And it's the process we've been doing now and, and the process we really uh, consciously uh, put effort into in this last yeah. album we did. That, um, that came out last in the last year, yeah. And it was it was as basically the, the the coming together of all that work and all those ideas. And to be honest, it's one of the most satisfying body of work I've ever done in my career up to Amazing. this day. And it's um like it's, it's been all those things, those lessons coming together yeah. into one big storm. And it's amazing, man. Finding yeah. the right people and the right yeah. collaborators, and yeah, super proud of yeah, it. Yeah, there's no better hive in all those efforts coming into fruition and people love it and then you can you know be rewarded financially for it too exactly such a amazing feeling and it doesn't yeah. always work that way sometimes you have always, duds no. you know we, we we have duds all the time with products and things like that yeah but is is um is like you know being you know, arguably new zealand's most successful band right now is it like a good you make you know good money financially from it yeah yeah we can live a you comfortable live, life live well yep. yep and um yeah. and, and do the things we want to do but um, I'm always investing in my craft. Yeah. So, so meaning like yourself or and myself first, yeah. and then the music. Yeah. So I, 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 I subscribe to the idea that you start, you know, locally, mm-hmm. and the most local thing is you. Yeah. Yeah. And then you start to spread out. Yeah. And take control of, you know, mm. your relationships. Sure. Your passion. Yeah. But you always start with you make yeah. sure that's right and when you're right right enough 30 yeah, percent right you yeah. move out and you, yeah relationship sweet parents are Definitely. good now my passion the thing that that my purpose yeah do i do i practice my instrument do I, I go to the gym of my studio and yeah yeah create like little shitty yeah. 20 shitty things and yeah. then one of them's great yeah definitely and, um and i need to do that because uh that's just the way I am. I'm wired. Mm. It's, it's the way I'm successful is by creating a lot and um, upping the chances that I will stumble across something great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's I think that's important for me, and it's something I love doing. Great, man. Yeah. And do you do any? Are you doing any investments inside outside of music and yourself, like into property or any businesses or anything like that? Haven't or? got to that stage yet. Yeah, I'm still trying. Something to just, you're thinking about? Yeah, yeah. something that's kind of like naturally happening. You know thinking about starting a family, all that yeah, stuff. Great, which um, is a big investment. Which is a big Money, investment. Money, time, love, energy. Yeah. And it's exciting for me. I, I, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, I'm still trying to just get this thing solid, you know, this, mm. my life and 660 and my and just my passion, like super solid, mm. the foundation super solid so that like it's the chances of it kind of um, going uh, astray uh, very low. Yeah there's always a chance and it's just constant maintenance but yeah. being comfortable with the the work I'm putting in f- mm. for the maintenance being just like this mm. it's just like breathing you know yeah. like it's not, I don't have to think about it totally man yeah what's uh do you have any fears and 
like if you do have any fears, how do you how do you get over them? Like what's because I yeah, what I mean by that is like um, you know how we're talking off off mic before this like. When I got my wisdoms taken out, mm. I just hit for some reason, whether it was a side effect of an anesthesia or whatever it was, like I was in the dark hole. Mm. All of a sudden, all these fears started creeping in. Or maybe they were always there, they were just all of a sudden exposed because yeah. my willpower was down or whatever. Yeah. And uh, it was fucking hard. That was like a, f- you felt, I felt your that. emotions yeah. were just yeah. out, out. And whether it triggered, you know, a repeat of history 2016 17 where I, you mm. know i lost my house and nearly went bankrupt mm. and all of a sudden i started to be like almost intoxicated with this fear to mm. the point it paralyzed me and i almost struggled to kind of make decisions i was just in overwhelm yeah almost like adrenal fatigue or whatever like yeah. and i was like shit okay i must still have these fears mm. um and they were just exposed but firstly like do you have any fears and how do you get over your fears uh yeah man every day um there's, there's always a fear of, well, the current fear I've got right now is just my parents are getting old now mm-hmm. and uh, they're, they're getting a bit on and um, my dad, my dad, he's a bit older than most dads. He's 75 now yeah. and uh, he's kind of losing his uh, memory a bit yeah. and just the idea of losing your parents is kind of a bit yeah. fear. I mean, I've never been through it. For never sure, had man. anyone close to me um, pass. Yeah. Well, my granddad. Um, and that was pretty pretty tough. But yeah. just the idea that you know, like you live your whole life with your parents, and mm. you don't think about. It. And I listened to this podcast; it really um, put in perspective for me. That's like your parents are not get, getting. Well, the time there's a, there's a time where they're going to pass, yeah. and it's getting closer and closer to that time. Yeah. So the time that you you get to spend with them is decreasing yeah. every day. So you, as as they get older and you get older, you need to just up the visits. Yeah. And I'm like, I agree, shit, man. I don't even, I yeah. don't know, once a year maybe. Yeah. Um, so I started consciously like call my parents every day, check yeah. in. Cool. And I, I just did it as just just to remedy yeah. that fear that, that I might not be in a good place with them or um, I might not, um, might not be just interacting with them. Yeah. And then they're getting lonely and stuff, yeah. you know, as they get older. Um, so, yeah, I've been up in that, and it was just to remedy that fear. But I've just—it's just opened up this whole hmm. world with my parents now. Like wow. I have this rapport with my mum and dad, which I've never had before. Yeah, I'm, we're so comfortable talking. Yeah, that's um, amazing, man. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool, and it's really helped. And I'm, I'm a really good place with them, and and a newfound love for them. And, yeah, and then like I said at the beginning, I think off air that I've uh, found things that. I didn't even know were there that I'm doing. Yeah, that they, definitely. That I got off them. Yeah. Like, oh wow, that's like with my mum. She she um she suffered from mental illness her whole mm-hmm. her whole life, and that's that's the reason why I'm hyper overthinking and yeah. like I get paranoid. But n- now I've I, I used to think of it as a weakness and th- something I try to avoid. But now I, I think of it as a superpower. Like how Absolutely. can if I can get control of it? The idea came like if I can get control of of, of like overthinking and paranoia. Um, wonder what will happen and by control huh. I kind of just like instead of like when I have the the, the thoughts I go oh no nah. mm. okay, hmm, what is that what is that saying yeah. like the paranoia part what 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 is that what is it okay am so I not actually, working out enough or so you actually observe it rather than just like ignoring it yeah yeah and okay. I try and figure out what, what's causing it and a lot of it actually was not being in close contact with my parents wow interesting yeah and and now that's my Calling my parents is part of my morning routine, yeah. and I don't feel like I can have a good day if I don't 
do that. It's amazing, man. Because yeah. where your parents live? Uh, so they they divorced ages ago. Yeah. Dad's in Napier, mum's in Ashburton. Okay. Yeah. 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 Interesting, man. That's um, that's really fascinating. I've I've found, as I've got older, is that is that sun all good? Yeah. yeah. It's not too bad. It's just you're playing. Do you want to maybe? Do you want? Yeah, do you want to sit here, bro, and I'll shift along? Cool. We'll switch yeah. it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, man. Sorry, it's a little, oh. little bit makeshift at the moment, but oh, good, I love it. Now it's a proper casual couch conversation. Yeah, man. Um, <sighs> yeah, I found I found even as I've got older as well. When I, because I, my parents are Croatian immigrants, and um, I'm from one of six kids, and then our father was there to be our father in discipline, and mm. then he didn't really have a relationship with his father. And um, it was more of a, we're not your friends, can't talk about sex or drugs or anything like mm. that. It was all taboo. Yeah. And uh, But as I've got older, I've just started talking to my dad about just all sorts of stuff, you know. And um, same thing, bro. Like I kind of come out of these conversations. Like this morning, I went to see my dad um, yeah, around like 8, 8.30 a.m. We just had this like, just a conversation and I came out of it and I was like, I felt like I was almost fizzing. It's quite quite weird. I actually felt like quite um yeah, just quite fulfilled for the day. Like my yep. cup was filled. Yeah. But also at the same time, I know he felt like that as well. Yeah. You know, just a simple as conversation. And uh and then you really you really realise how blessed you are as well. Yeah. Because it, it, it does humble you because there's a lot of people, you know, even our age, similar age, and they don't have their parents or they don't know their parents or you know, their parents are alive but they've got zero relationship with them. So yeah. Everything, you know, in, in any day spent having a conversation with your your parents is a is an absolute blessing. And it is, and it's, and I've a big thing I've realised is that uh, it's so important that you get on with your parents. One because they are, you know, you know when I'm talking about the most local is you, and you work your yeah. way out. They're the next, they're the next yeah. layer out. Yeah. You know, if you if you have if you have a wife or a partner they're on the same path yeah. that and your siblings and stuff so it's important that you attend to that because as you work your way out you're missing a whole yeah part but also the big thing that i've realized and i'm still realizing is that when you when you are getting on with your parents you're learning about yourself yeah because definitely. you you're basically half of each yeah, or whatever yeah. percentage of each and yeah. there's certain traits that you just have no idea where they yeah. come from but then they do come from them yeah. or or a, a relation, yeah. and it's um, it's so subtle sometimes, and it takes a lot of work to kind of go deep with your parents to find out what those things are. But mm. you are a sum of your parents, so mm. th- I think that that's one of the biggest things, man. Like yeah. you learn about yourself, and you, I, I, I'm starting to, starting to talk to my mum about her mental illness and like how she thinks and what it does to her, and mm. then I'm like, oh yeah, I feel that too. Yeah. It's crazy, but she does she feels it in a more extreme way. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, and, and I found that my mum, like, this is a hypothesis I have that mentally, uh, people who have a mental illness mm-hmm. are just very hypersensitive to mm. the world. Yeah, like, definitely. Like, they just feel things. And hyper aware and in tune with their feelings and emotions. Yeah, and, and the, yeah. But, but the emotions just get spiked real yeah. with anything, either that it's like a happy thing, like yeah. mum's mum's manic, dep- manic depressive, so she's like up and down, you yeah, know, wow. like, yeah. and so, she can be really too happy, yeah, over happy, where she just like gets um, almost not sustainable happy. Yeah, yeah. like uh, over ecstatic, and yeah. then and then deep lows. So, yeah. um, but things trigger her. Yeah, um, certain certain triggers, mm. certain things. Um, but the trigger for me would be less severe. I'd I'd kind of like just brush it off, or yeah. 
I wouldn't feel as happy or down mm. if I got the same information as she did. Yeah. Uh, even my words to her are like super powerful. Like mm. if I say anything, if I swear, she gets she wow. jars or like, you know, and I try to make her laugh as much as possible. It's yeah, like, that's yeah, our yeah. thing. For sure. And it's just like, it's, uh, laughter for her is like, takes her out of her overthinking yeah i think for um i think for anyone eh? yeah yeah that's great man and going going back to the like just the business side because that's obviously something i'm passionate about as well like Mm. the business side of what you do because probably a lot of people think that it's just like write songs and play but and then obviously you go to all your routines and you have stuff you need to do working on your stuff yourself but what about the actual business side of it as well so um you know the handling of negotiations the negotiating for how much you guys should get paid for shows yeah. um you know the strategy of like your marketing output and things like that like are you involved in that aspect of it as well like the business side of music yeah well i, I guess from a business perspective we are the ceos these five ceos and we're on the board yeah you know we yeah. make all the decisions what's it like having five ceos of a company it's uh sounds like a lot of chefs in yeah, the kitchen and a lot of chefs yeah. it is hard man like it's uh we've got we're getting better at um kind of debating issues and getting decisions made yeah but it is it is a process yeah um and we do we have a manager who's um who takes the brunt of all that stuff all the negotiating and stuff but he always important stuff he always puts past us and we have a a discussion about it and figure out the best course of action yeah um and but like yeah it's not really there has been uh chat about us being such like hard out business guys but it's not crazy like that mm. it's, um, I think it's more of, of who we are and mm. our and our backgrounds like yeah. being an engineer I'm, I'm just naturally want to know yeah, the information and, sure. I, and I need to know like how it plays within and like yeah. and then try it out and if it doesn't work replace it yeah. like I'm that's the way and then Machu he's a, he has a background in law yeah so he's <laughs> so the legal side yeah the legal yeah, side great. so he's more he's more about the deals and like the, the contracts and how they uh, kind of um, come out, yep. come to play yep. in our daily lives and in the band. And then uh, everyone else has like certain certain perspectives and they are, they are all important. Mm. And, and quite balanced. The, yeah. They are balanced now. They used to not be. They used mm-hmm. to be, uh, we used, used to be citing. Yep. Some, someone's opinion was perceived to be better than others. Mm-hmm. But now if someone brings it up, it's mm-hmm. worth putting our minds to No matter what the ego says, oh, that, doesn't sound right. Why are mm. you saying that? You go, oh, okay. You're trying to listen for not what they're saying, but yeah. w- what they're feeling. Yeah, totally. You man. know what I mean? And that's yeah. like a subtle shift. And it's something I yeah. meditate on every day. It's just yeah. the, the, the idea of um, it's like the doubt everything, but learn to listen, mm. which mm. is like contradictory. For sure. So doubt everything you listen to, but but listen at the same time. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's just like interplay, and it's like something I've. Uh, that's served me. Yeah, and well. there's no, like, there's no such thing as a dumb, like, obviously there is stupid questions, but I think sometimes the dumb questions or there's actually a lot of validity to it. They've yeah. got a, like, it's actually like, fuck, it's interesting. It's so simple and so obvious, yet yeah, it's sometimes overlooked. Yeah. Um, you know, because I do think sometimes people just try to be smart and they almost pretend to themselves that, oh, this person knows the answer to this simple question, but not everyone's too scared to ask too it. Too scared, or, yeah. Yeah, which is, um, I think, yeah, important. I, I always try and ch- encourage these guys as well. Like, feedback, give me your feedback. What do you guys think? Why? Because a lot more, you know, 
people people are very in tune with different things. Yeah. You know, it's almost impossible for someone to know everything what's going on. You yeah. know, we're all kind of focused on what we think is important yeah. rather than, um, yeah, and it, it's it's impossible. Like the brain will literally, you'll go into a blooming mental breakdown if you try to like, you know, know everything that was going on and for exactly. everything. So yeah, I think it's great. And I think that, you know, any successful business or band or anything is built off people rather than a person. Yeah. You know? Yep. And um but if you were to if you guys were to start again, like how would you do it differently this time? Um oh, I'm I'm kinda like a on the fence about the idea of uh, whether or not I change stuff in my life because I'm in a good place now and mm. everything's been a lesson. Well even to mistakes. say for like an aspiring band True. which is a lot of mm. what advice would you give because obviously now it's you know the market's more crowded because exposure is more accessible it's cheaper um you know you've got all these TikTok, instagram everything yeah. like how would you what would what advice would you give to those those guys or girls if they were starting a band to kind of expedite the process yeah um well yeah i'd the whole idea of um not being cliche yeah and and, and your lifestyle as a musician Mm -hmm. uh, don't don't get attached to the the what what typically comes with that lifestyle of being a musician. Mm -hmm. Try um, be be aware of that you are you, you are like a vessel. Like the way I like to see it, you are a vessel for your music. And this this does even though it sounds weird, I feel like it's it's true in some sense. Even if you just pretend yeah. um, that you are a vessel and that music comes from this place you don't know. It doesn't come hmm. from you. Yeah, and um, in order it, in order for it to come through as pure and as amazing as possible, you, the instrument, the to the, the, mm. the the vessel needs to be clean yeah. and primed yeah. and full of love and full of balance for it to come out of you yeah. in the same way. Yeah, yeah. Um, which opens up a whole world of things to do with yourself. Yeah. Um, explore the world, live life, um, be structured, be don't be structured. Yeah. Learn how to do both really well and um, keep growing and keep learning about this thing you are in music. It doesn't have to always be mm. about writing. It can be about just watching a movie about a, a musician that you love mm. or reading a book about music or yeah. a podcast about music. That's the business side of learning about mm. it. I think like you've got to learn all about it all because even if you don't actually do it, your manager does it or your lawyer does it, to communicate with them and to understand mm. them is important yeah so it's worth putting your attention to all aspects of music mm. um, uh, you know I find a lot of young artists are, um, they, yeah they just get attached to the lifestyle of like, yeah just living it up and, definitely um, and, and just kind of trying to not really pay too much attention to themselves you know yeah yeah their, their well-being yeah um, and and as, the, as so, like I said like at the beginning we Take for granted having a nine to five. How, mm. how much that gives you structure and purpose sure, in man. a small way. Yeah. When you don't, when you're a musician, you don't have any of that. Yeah. You find out. Quite, yeah. Same thing. You'll find out probably too late if you don't, if you're not aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like, I'm in a rut. I'm yeah. in a writing rut. I don't feel good. Yeah. I um, can't escape. Like. Yeah. yeah. I'm attached to this yeah. alcohol or something. Um, yeah. My relationships are shit. Uh, it, 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 you know, and but you just kind of have to go through it. Yeah. Totally. To, bro. to realize that. Yeah. Which is. Uh, I guess it's scary, but it's just a part of life. You know, yeah. like I wouldn't have done what I did if I hadn't experienced some of it. Like, mm. you know, I got the whole whole idea of you can you can learn to ride a bike 
through books and everything. But if you haven't actually done it, yeah, it's a whole different story. Yeah, man, you just had no the theory of it. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I find that just in general with the world, like a lot of people are knowledgeable, mm. but not knowledgeable and experienced. Yeah, And they definitely. haven't actually tried the knowledge. People can say, oh, yeah. Yeah, he feels like he understands what he's yeah. talking about, but then he hasn't actually, they haven't actually done it. And that's For like sure. I was saying competent, yeah. being competent and not confident, yeah. where competent is a mixture of confidence and exper experience. Yeah. Um, you, you need to take action. Yeah. You need to like yeah, try it. definitely. You don't need to tell everyone about it either. Yeah, yeah. You just need to kind of like work it out for yourself and get to a point where you're competent enough to talk about it. Mm. And then people can feel it, you know, yeah. they can go, oh yeah, okay. He, he's, he's, yeah. He's short, he's, it sounds like he's being, yeah. You know, something about the trenches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, that's why self-education is just massively surging because people now, I think people now want to learn off somebody that's done it, even though they may not have a PhD or a qualification next to their name. Yeah. But they've done it, they'd rather pay some money, a thousand bucks to do a course by someone that's done it yeah. and can basically tell them all the shortcuts. I think um, that just, just that idea of a mentor yeah. is, is another thing that I'd push people to do. Like, even if it's like, Talking to a musician who's still who's older and yeah. has um, is more is, is still successful, which I do, and even to just the areas of you know like if you're struggling mentally, talk to someone who mm. who who has a good even if it's like a family member who mm. you know is 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 solid, and you know talk to them and, and um, try and get some wisdom and then try and apply it in your life like a the idea of a mentor is is I think is a really good idea and people should push for that. And like, I'm in a lucky position, and like I said, I reinvest. As we get successful, I reinvest in, yeah. in what I do. And one of those things is being able to email someone who I admire, who's mm. like really high up there, mm. and he knows the band, or they or she knows the band, and I can have a conversation with them yeah, and, and pick them. And do you pay these people, or you no, just, man? It's just yeah. uh, <coughs> it's just, just come, a come around position. for a coffee, yeah, great. Have a chat. One guy, um, I've actually had the I've had a f there's a few people that I've talked to, but one guy recently, this guy called Dr. Paul Wood. Yeah, he, yeah I interviewed um, him. Oh, did yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, he's the man. He's, yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't listened to that podcast. Yeah, man, How was check that? it out. Oh, fantastic. Dude, yeah. that dude, um, long story, but we came from, we come from the same, the same background. Yeah. He was kind of criminal activity and um, my, my family heavily into that. Yeah. So we connected on that, just, just saw him on, Three news or the yeah, morning yeah. show, and like, hey yeah. man, I really like what you saw. Yeah. If you're in Auckland, just catch up for a coffee. Yeah. And since then, we've caught up like three or four times at awesome. my house and had awesome chats about um, just about everything. I read his book, and mm. he he said the last meeting he hit, he had was like, man, this this is all good. I've got my new book. Yeah. Um, read that, and then next time we catch up, let's talk about it. Huh. So yet to do that. We tried to catch up last week, but um, yeah. awesome to need him, but. That dude, uh, that book is, um, man, there's a lot in there, especially from, from me, like I said, with my background, seeing what how he changed his life. Mm. And um, I never went anywhere near that, but I was around people who had been in those situations. Mm. My siblings, for example, have been in jail and all that. And I've given them the book. and yeah. and, and um, But it's helped me in many ways because I, it's like a, the idea of prehab, like, just, just in case something goes wrong, yeah. I have the tools to be able to handle it. Yeah, totally. And that, even though I haven't been through what he's been through, but I still kind of like put my mind to it and go, yeah. okay, imagine myself in his position and yeah. 
how crazy would that have been? Absolutely. That book is fucking Yeah, man. I crazy. actually got a, yeah, I feel guilty I haven't read it, but speaking of, speaking of Paul, amazing story. Yeah, yeah, just like kind of speaking to him and also his knowledge, you can tell he's the real deal. Dude. You know, just yeah. for authenticity in his voice and just the way he kind of backs up his knowledge. Um, yeah, it's, it's super, yeah, it's super powerful stuff. Um, it's real, it's real interesting, eh? Like, you know, like younger brothers or siblings or sisters or whatever. Um, cause I've got my youngest brother's 10 years younger than me and he's kind of going through that like experimental phase, just like figuring life out. Yeah. And I tell him stuff and I'm like, bro, like this is just listen to me. This will work. Mm. Cause you know, we're cut from the same cloth. I kind of know how you're wired. I know I can see what you're doing, say wrong, this is to correct it for whatever. And then they don't listen yep. and you're like, fuck. And then, and then it kind of makes you realize that the importance of when older people that are more wiser than you, than they say me, when they tell you stuff and you don't agree with it, try to apply it, even if you don't agree with it, like yeah. try to apply it. Stubbornly yeah. apply it. Yeah, yep. just, uh, just apply it. And it's very, it sounds very counterintuitive, but it's just like, that's the power of, um, yeah, just the power, but wisdom is through experience. And the thing is, if someone that is wiser and older than you is telling you to do something, even though you may not agree with it, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of truth to it, you know? There is. I, I think it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a really good habit to try to apply. It just, is. Yeah, applying knowledge. And did you find yeah. it tough, like I found it tough being so close to my siblings and trying yeah. to give them advice, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, you, you got do. this really, Unique relationship. Yeah, unique. Sometimes it's a bit and harder. You, yeah, to, definitely. You and you don't want to, um, you don't want to step on their toes and stuff because obviously, like, people got to be free to do them and figure yeah. things out for themselves. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, as well, I think it's a blessing of having being an older sibling, yeah. or even being a father mm. uh, or a mother, is you you can help nurture and avoid say your children or your siblings making the same mistakes and you or you want to yeah and you've got the best intentions at heart and you yeah. want to enrich their lives yeah. and um so that's, that's why kind of going back to the, the dad mum dad conversation is like i like now try to listen when my dad tells me something even mm. though it might be a little bit whack or out there yeah i try to apply it and since i have it's been like he's been spot on yeah, yeah cool, man. it's pretty yeah it's pretty interesting well that's a, that's uh, the thing like uh it's, it's, it's not what they say. It's it's the their their thought process behind mm. it. That like for me anyway. That's what I try to do with my parents. I'm like, oh okay, that's the way I think. It's yeah. real buzzy how it like, and you're just trying to see what they really the intention is. Yeah. Rather than you know sometimes people are too scared to say their tr true intention, so yeah. they say like a lesser version of it. Yeah, yeah, kind definitely, of, man. You know definitely, I mean? and you're trying to you're actually trying to dig in. Yeah, yeah. Find what the truth is. So what's uh just to kind of wrap it up, or yep. like what do you so you got a bit of downtime and stuff like besides just kind of discovering more and working more on yourself? Like yep. what are you guys as like music wise and stuff? What are you going to be doing? So I was like, talking about those phases uh, that we go through as a as a as a band. We're we're, we're pretty much uh, so we're touring now. Yeah, we're in a touring phase, touring a new, the new album that came out last year. Yeah. But, uh, so when do you begin that? You, or so you just we're, we're, that? we're kind of finished one part of it. Okay. The, the, the goal is to do it all around the world at one wow. point. Wow. Okay. You know? so is that happening yet? Like, and, and we've got Europe, we've done a little bit of Europe, and mm -hmm. Australia's picking up really well. Cool. So I think Australia is going to be Australia is going to be our next market. We're going to really push into. Yeah. But the, the goal, the biggest domino to to fall is America. Yeah. In the music industry, if you, if you make that one fall, the rest of the world just follows. Just takes place. Yeah. So um, that's a big goal of ours. So. We're working hard. We've got a label there, um, Epic Records, who cool. uh, 
you know, we've been independent, fiercely independent for a while, and yeah. through the experiences we had with other major labels, we were a bit hesitant, but, you know, you kind of said it before, it's like, with the young musicians, there's TikTok and all that stuff, but there's also a lot of noise. Mm. A lot of noise, and you probably know this as just as a clothing brand, there's a lot of noise that you need to push through, you need to figure out how to kind of be noticed through all mm. that noise, and for us, for a musician, a label does help with that. Mm. They have they have better access to certain doors to open. They yep. have a higher level contacts. Yeah. Whereas independent others just take years to do. For sure. And so we we're at that stage in our lives where we just want to streamline it and be more efficient. Yeah. So we we got a deal that we wanted that um, was all in our terms. It was a good good mixture. Mm -hmm. um, so that has yet to flourish. So that's probably what we're going to be doing in the next couple of months is trying to get that yeah. up and going and cool. really push our, our music. We've got the product now. Yeah. We kind of liken it to, because um, uh, we've been watching it like Narcos, you know, you've yeah, got, yeah. if you've got a good product, it's yeah, just man. a matter of time. you just got to yeah, you yeah. just got to push it get out the there. Get the people to know about it. And once they know about it, yeah. ooh. That's a great show. Yeah. 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 So um, <clears> we actually said that to them in a meeting when we yeah. first met them. It's like, we created... Just like a drug dealer, we've got a good product. Yeah, as soon yeah. as people get a taste of it, they're going to be hooked. So it's your job to kind of get yeah, it out yeah, there. get them hooked. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, that's that's what we're doing right now, and that's cool. what we'll be doing for the next couple of months. Nice man, nice. And you guys, um, so obviously you guys have goals, like massive goals. And what's like the vision? What's the vision for the band? The vision, the vision uh, is to get where the Beatles were. Yeah. Because um, they're out of any Crazy. band. We yeah. can follow. They're the, the only band that's done. You know, they're a band, which is great. Yeah. And uh, they went to so many heights. The Beatles is, is such a hot, probably a whole podcast. Yeah. For me. Wow. Um, but they have been to places where I want to go mm -hmm. at the highest level. They've changed music uh, in many ways. Mm -hmm. They've uh, they've pioneered music, mm -hmm. and and they've had longevity. Yeah. And they have a, just a good way about life and mm. um so that's the that's the first goal to get there mm -hmm. get to that mountain and once we stand on there we're gonna have a look around and yeah, yeah, see yeah. what other ones to climb and nice, um man. but yeah just to just to just to uh through music help enrich people's lives yeah um help people with their lives help people yeah. switch off from their daily life yeah great all those different things there's yeah. many perspectives of music that you can apply party you can learn you can feel yeah you can um release yeah you can you can get over something there's so many things that music uh offers and we want to do it all at the highest level to the most people in the world amazing man that's a big vision yeah, yeah. it's amazing bro that'd pull uh yeah that'd get me out of bed every morning i've got kind of something similar with the brain as well yep. just yeah on a global level as well so yep. It's um. What's it's yours? Well, ours ours is kind of similar in a sense. It's not really to do with clothes. It's more to creatively inspire people to reach their own aspirations, and that's why we do these podcasts and we make. But then also fusing out with art and design, so it's actually um, digestible in yep. a, like a tasteful way. Because yep. you can get a lot of these like say motivational speakers and things like that, and it's kind of cheesy, it's kind of tacky, yep. you know? Just like you can get catchy songs that are successful that are kind of cheesy and tacky. Yeah. 
and I think for us is we want to you know, use I Love Ugly as a portal for that and then just kind of ingrain this positive message and inspire people and you know tackle issues like say mental health and um, you know tackling dreams and not being afraid to you know think think big and things like that and using I Love Ugly as a vehicle for that and that's awesome. why we do this podcast it's like this takes up time your time takes up money you know staff to get it all organized and stuff but we do it anyway because it's going to give people value and hopefully you know from from even this episode you know it's going to spark some kid out there yeah. or even some adult to actually go pursue their dreams you know um so that's kind of it's kind of us in a bit of a kind of fluffy fluffy kind of way sounds like we overlap and yeah. overlap ways, for yeah. sure bro definitely and that's why you know we did this thing but just a kind of final question bro yep. um you have a 20 year old you yep. um like what advice would you or even to any other 20 year olds or whatever out there like what advice would you give to yourself um for for me it would be um keep keep learning yeah always keep learning no matter what yeah and if it's something that you don't like it's probably more of a reason to learn about it yeah 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 i think that if you can just keep learning yeah, yeah. like i used to think oh i've done uni and stuff yeah my learning's finished yeah it was so much learning yeah and so like at a high level and just constant i'm like yeah i'm done but yeah. no i think you you can always keep learning mm. and when you from learning you apply action yeah. learning and action yeah not I just agree, bro. building up knowledge yeah um be competent not confident yeah and knowledgeable definitely yeah. there's a uh, robert kawasaki you know the rich dad poor dad guy yep something that stuck out for me as he talks about the cone of learning and readings like yeah if you just read and do nothing you retain like five percent but if you read and take action you retain like 90 90 to 99 percent yeah. so i think that's um that's a great advice bro yeah bro awesome podcast hey, man thank yeah, you man appreciate it bro yeah cheers for awesome man cool thank you everybody for listening if you enjoyed this episode and found any type of value please subscribe to our podcast share with your friends and give us a five-star review on iTunes to be in the draw to win a $200 I Love Ugly gift voucher. We will be drawing a winner monthly. Good luck and see you on the next episode.